So for a long time, um, I think people have known that cities are complex systems. What I mean by that is that there are many things that are interconnected. Some of them are social, some of them are economic, some of them are spatial and infrastructural. These all form networks around us. We, if you live in a city, you cannot be uh, self-reliant. You depend on all these systems and all these people to create a life that works for you. So that creates a system that's very interconnected and very diverse. Um, and I think, it's, even though we've been talking about it in, in urbanism for a long time, it's only been relatively recently that are able to describe what these networks are and how they function. So a lot of the work I try to do is to study many different cities uh, in many different ways through history and across geographies and levels of development to try to understand what these networked dynamical processes are, how they work and how they create good cities. I think in the past often we thought of cities, particularly in planning and architecture, mostly from the spatial perspective. And that is true, cities are spatial places, they're also engineering problems, but that's not their essence. Their essence is really social. It's in the way people interconnect with each other in order to do things. So space in that sense is a platform, we would say probably today in terms of technology, allows you or stops you from performing a lot of the functions that are social and economic that sustain you. And I think this integrated view of these types of places, types of spaces, is what's emerging. And it's in being able to understand that and being able to act with these different elements of cities in mind that we're creating new ways of, uh, of uh, improving how cities work, but also creating better environments for people and more just environments that will hopefully also be sustainable. The issue is that whenever we've had fast-growing cities, we've had slums. This has been true of many of the cities that we now consider high income and developed at some point in their development. But because the world is urbanizing so quickly and there are so many cities in the world that are growing so fast, we now have a huge uh, number of neighborhoods like this where maybe up to a billion people in the world live. Uh, that's about one in seven or eight people. Uh, more like eight, uh, and, uh, and therefore the scale of the problem is enormous and unprecedented. And the other element of it is that looking into the future, uh, I think we all have the correct ambition that these issues of human sustainable development, that are place-based, that affect informal settlements, um, must be uh, addressed in the next two or three decades. So in some sense we're looking at a planet of cities but without slums. The challenge of growing cities, and in particular the informal settlements, not only is the, uh, are these uh, places, uh, neighborhoods that concentrate a lot of the challenges of fast-growing urbanization, but also that in the last about 15 years we've learned uh, a lot more about uh, you know, the condition of living in these places. There are new models of social organization, there's new data and information, there's generally a worldwide movement for improving livelihoods and sustainability in cities that starts with these most challenged neighborhoods. For better understanding cities, better understanding the process of human development in order to create places that are good for people but are also sustainable from an environmental perspective and that deliver um, you know, a better planet and better cities within a few decades, which is uh, what we're all talking about in terms of international objectives. So cities, of course, are very complex environments. They're the environments where people struggle to belong, uh, but also where innovation, uh, civics, institutions, and change really happens. 
And so it's out of a bit the struggle of being connected in cities that a lot of these processes happen. So I think a lot of the challenge for all of us that study cities, uh, both from practice, but also from the point of view of science, is to understand these processes better. They make cities, they allow them to be successful or not, and they allow us to see how they change. The, uh, the, these challenges, I think, there's sort of a, a perspective that when you look at neighborhoods and you see many differences across cities, but also when you see issues of development where the city is just forming in some sense, particularly in informal settlements, where land's being occupied in ways that are informal, where urban services are still missing, where people are struggling to belong to the city civically and economically, that it really informs both what that process is but also brings to the fore sort of the human experience and the struggle of uh, creating a better life and doing so in an urban environment. <laughs> the city of the future will look a little bit like the city of the present, but uh, if it continues to grow, you know, as we look at the end of the century, uh, in many parts of the world, we're looking at cities that in India or West Africa are supposed to get even bigger than the bigger cities that we have today. And those cities, uh, will be hopefully more complex, more interconnected, more diverse than the cities that we've had so far. So I think they could be wonderful places. You know, just the excitement of being in Madrid or being in New York or being in Tokyo uh, should be even greater when you're in the Lagos of the future, in the sense that there'll be all kinds of art and human expression and new possibilities and joyful things to do. I think the challenge is that we're able to go through this transition where the world is urbanizing, where most of us will live in an urban environment, not necessarily a big city, it could be a smaller city, but nevertheless something that has the urban character. And that these places are good for people in a more inclusive way and also are sustainable from an environmental perspective. And that we are not able to do yet anywhere. So the city of the future will be, uh, will be a place where we understand better the human condition of being social and the condition of change that we can harness that change for, for the benefit of most people and for the benefit of the environment. One piece of advice that I always uh, try to convey is that you should not look at cities or urban environments as problems. A lot of people in policy, when they think of cities, will see you know, uh, poverty, traffic congestion, crime, high rents, and affordable housing. But that's the wrong way to start. The right way to start is that if you live in a city, you live there not because of these issues. You can uh, enjoy being surrounded by other people doing extraordinary things. So you have to start there. That's the essence of what cities do well, and that's the reason why we live in cities. And a lot of what we see as problems are, uh, uh, they're not bugs, they're features, as we sometimes say in technology. They're results of these intense interactions, of the need to move things around, and these are not essential. There are ways in which we need to find institutions that, for example, resolve conflict or create justice or create technologies that eliminate carbon and pollution that allow the city as a connected, dynamical system to continue to work, but to have the good parts and not so much the bad parts. So, uh, so the main advice is to be excited. It's a time where we can understand and uh, I think act better around the things that make these social and economic environments exciting and wonderful. And at the same time, don't start with the problems, start with what makes the system work, and then address the problems from that perspective so that you don't break the magic of cities. You start with it and you, you engage it to solve the issues that are still remaining. <laughs>